When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Zeus versus Thor. Who would win? Who would smash the other one's face in? Who is the true god of thunder and lightning? A question that everyone needs answered. Okay, so maybe not everyone, but it's still an interesting point of discussion. I often see people ask and debate over certain gods. Which one would be stronger? Which one would win in a fight? There are several metrics and examples you can use to present a somewhat logical argument, but most of the time it does come down to personal preference and bias. Now it does become much more difficult when comparing deities from different pantheons, because each culture or pantheon essentially has its own rules, limitations, strengths and weaknesses when it comes to their deities. If we use today's example as a comparison, the Norse gods are undoubtedly stronger than humans and possess an array of supernatural traits. However, they are far from invincible. Gods and Jotun dying are not uncommon events. With Ragnarok, there are only a few who even survive. In Greek mythology, gods dying isn't really a thing. Heroes, demigods, and lesser deities, perhaps but a fully-fledged god dying is very uncommon. I've only ever come across a handful of examples, and usually it's because Zeus is responsible, which means we don't even know if Zeus can die. Therefore, going into this, we need some sort of level playing field, otherwise it's all pointless. So let's assume for the sake of this discussion, it is possible to kill Zeus. But how are we going to come to some sort of conclusion? There are four factors I believe allow us to make an educated decision. These are strengths, weaknesses, weapons, and battle prowess. I'll be avoiding allies and armies at their disposal, as they are from different pantheons, and it would just devolve into a Greek versus Norse war. So sit back and relax while we try and decide who wins the title, Lord of Thunder. Let's begin with Thor. For all the Marvel movie fans out there, we can take Chris Hemsworth's Thor and we can throw it in the trash, because it's not really Thor, nor is it particularly close. Now this short stubby redhead that looks like he's about to cave your head in is what we saw tease for God of War Ragnarok, and many were rather confused by this. However, this isn't too far from Thor's actual depiction. You may have ordered a heroic and noble, handsome, blonde Australian man, but what you are receiving is a short, thick, ginger Norseman with serious anger issues. Now don't get me wrong, this doesn't make Thor any less of a match for anyone. It makes him even more terrifying and unpredictable. So what are Thor's strengths? Physically, Thor was immensely strong. Ripping the heads off animals and his enemies was just an everyday thing. If that wasn't enough, Thor also possessed a magical belt that enhanced his strength even further. 
This strength coupled with his bravery meant Thor was never afraid to pick a fight regardless of size. There was a period of time where Thor and Odin were deities heavily associated with war, so he would be more than experienced in all types of battle. As the god of storms, lightning and thunder, Thor possessed some control over the elements. The extent of this is often debated. It's believed that Thor governed much of the sky, including its elements, the wind, the rain, thunder and lightning. That being said, we don't really see Thor hurling lightning bolts and smiting his enemies down in the same way that Zeus does. This could be because some tie the idea of thunder and lightning to Thor's hammer, Mjolnir. There are stories of the hammer spitting out lightning, but the hammer itself does not generate lightning. We can see Thor as the vessel or conductor, with Mjolnir being an extension of himself. If Thor is limited to being able to summon lightning where he stands, then Mjolnir would allow him to redirect and aim this lightning. There are also stories of Thor's sheer power. His mere shout causing the rumbling of thunder. He strikes his enemies with such ferocity that wherever his hammer lands, lightning follows. There are some abstract references such as Thor being able to create storms by blowing on his beard. He could even make rivers boil when trying to cross them. One last thing to note is his ability to fly. We see Marvel's Thor fly by using Mjolnir, and this is not the case. He can certainly travel across the sky, but he does this in his chariot driven by his two magical goats. Now, how useful or practical this would be in battle is a whole nother question. Much like Thor, Zeus also had control over the elements, being able to conjure storms whenever he pleased and wielding lightning bolts like javelins to smite down his enemies. This control is far more absolute, even being able to control the movement of the stars and alter the time of day. As we see on multiple occasions, Zeus can shapeshift, altering his size and appearance to essentially anything. The only time we hear of Zeus's true form is in regards to the mother of Dionysus, who bursts into flames and dies. However, as Thor is a god, we can assume this may not have the same effect. The only individual as physically strong as Zeus was his son Heracles. Zeus had so much power he was able to bestow gifts and abilities to deities and humans. In terms of weaknesses, there are a few to consider. The one that stands out the most would be Thor's short temper. We know that Zeus is the type of god to take full advantage of this, and perhaps goad him into an unfavourable situation. We also know that Thor can be killed, as demonstrated by his battle with the World Serpent. This isn't too important as long as we are operating off the belief that Zeus can also be killed. We just can't be sure how much or what exactly it would take to kill him. The only real weakness that comes to mind for Zeus would be ego. Would Zeus dare to underestimate Thor? It's hard to say, but it is possible. Although you'd assume someone throwing an indestructible hammer at you at a force you've never felt before may quickly end any thoughts of an easy contest. Moving on to their weapons, this segment definitely focuses more on Thor. We've already mentioned his belt that doubles his strength, but the reason he needs it ties back to his hammer Mjolnir. 
Mjolnir was created by the two brothers Brokir and Sindri as part of a wager with Loki. Its only flaw is its very short handle, which was caused because Loki distracted the brothers. The handle being so short meant it could only be wielded in one hand, however there was no one strong enough to even lift the hammer with one hand. Not even Thor. The belt enhancing Thor's strength coupled with his iron gauntlets meant that he was the only one capable of using Mjolnir. The hammer itself was indestructible and would never fly too far away from its master, making Mjolnir a rather heavy boomerang. Its aim was always true, whenever it was thrown it would never miss its target. Mjolnir is certainly an integral part of Thor's arsenal as well as his overall identity. Zeus on the other hand doesn't really have this affinity for any kind of physical weapon. There are some abstract references and images of an eagle-tipped spear, however Zeus's only real weapons of choice would be his lightning bolts. Their battle prowess and achievements are once again quite comparable. Thor's most common adversaries were the Jotnar, who come in all shapes and sizes but who are often much bigger than Thor. This didn't stop him from smashing them to pieces. Zeus himself is also no stranger to coming up against enormous foes, taking part in wars against the Titans and the Giants. It's fair to say neither is particularly intimidated by the size of their enemies. Thor's most famous rivalry was with Jormungandr, the World Serpent, a beast so big it could encircle and wrap itself around the entire world. Over the years the two had several encounters, which culminated in one final battle at Ragnarok, with each one slaying the other. Thor was able to kill Jormungandr, however the wounds he had sustained and the serpent's venom proved too much for even him. One could argue that Zeus's biggest or most iconic achievement was dethroning the Titans, but for me it comes after when he defeats Typhon, the father of monsters. Typhon was created with only one purpose, to punish the Olympians for their war against the Titans. His mere presence caused the gods to flee with only Zeus standing his ground. In their first encounter Typhon was victorious, however he chose to imprison and torture Zeus rather than killing him, a decision he would regret. Zeus was eventually freed by Hermes and Pan. Once he had recovered he challenged Typhon again, this time defeating the monster and trapping him under a volcano. Comparing these two monsters, you could argue that Jormungandr was larger, but Typhon was the more feared and destructive of the two. Now for the battle itself. We can go over some of these scenarios that could possibly happen. We know Thor is very strong, and we know Zeus is strong enough to drop a volcano on someone, but I can't see both gods standing there and wrestling each other. Thor's main weapon is a very short hammer. He wants to be close enough to grab his enemies or smash their heads in. Zeus on the other hand primarily throws lightning bolts, which you would prefer to do at a distance. If this fight took place on the ground at close quarters, it definitely favours Thor. Zeus can fly around as he pleases and just rain down lightning bolts from above. 
In theory, Thor could ready his goats and jump in his chariot to chase Zeus through the skies, but this is rather impractical and limits Thor's movement and capabilities. If the fight did take place here, you would have to favour Zeus, as knocking the chariot out of the sky doesn't seem too difficult. I think what would actually happen would be a mixture of these two scenarios. The best way I can describe this encounter would be as the classic ranged versus melee. In this scenario, we have Zeus flying above Thor, throwing lightning bolts at will, but there are some questions one can raise. How much would Thor be able to endure? How many lightning bolts would it take before enough is enough? Another interesting point to consider is Zeus's lightning bolts themselves. Is there this magical endless supply? We know it's stated that the winged horse Pegasus carries Zeus's lightning bolts through the skies, and we even have some passages describing Pegasus as one of Zeus's most loyal and fearless companions in battle, carrying his lightning bolts and remaining by Zeus's side. If that's the case, then there is some hope for Thor. He may remain grounded in this scenario, but Mjolnir at least gives him some options. We know that the hammer can never miss, and always returns to its owner, therefore throwing Mjolnir is the only way to physically hit Zeus, but it's also the safest way. How much damage this would do to Zeus, or how long before it knocked him out of the sky, are valid questions. You essentially have a race of sorts. Can Thor knock Zeus out of the sky, or even kill him with Mjolnir, before he succumbs to the barrage of lightning bolts? Thor's best chance, in my opinion, would be to ignore Zeus, at least to begin with. Using Mjolnir to knock Pegasus out of the sky first could in theory limit the amount of lightning bolts that Zeus has, and force him into a grounded encounter. Another thing to note about Mjolnir is that this isn't Marvel, and you do not have to be deemed worthy to use the hammer, you just have to be strong enough. Thor's belt allows him to reach this level, but we know Zeus is strong enough to lift entire volcanoes, what's stopping him from simply catching Mjolnir and throwing it back at Thor along with some more lightning bolts. If that is a possibility, then it starts to look rough for Thor. One last scenario that crossed my mind was what if Zeus took the form of Jormungandr? Would he be able to slay Thor, or would history repeat itself with both gods slaying each other. So there are the backstories, the strengths, the weaknesses, the weapons, and the achievements in battle. It's now time for you to decide who would win. I will however leave you with these questions to consider. Is Thor's strength enough to overpower Zeus? Can Mjolnir do the damage required, or will it end up being used against Thor? Given the unknowns surrounding what Zeus is truly capable of, is Pegasus his only real weakness? Let me know what you think in the comments section. As always, I've been your host, Mythology and Fiction Explained.